You're listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons. Tune in and go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com for more episodes. Share, like, follow, and subscribe. And remember, you can change if you truly want to. Hi, everyone, and welcome to LeBeau's Life Lessons. Today, we're going to talk on a very important topic that I've never done before, and I can't believe that I've never done it. I have my TikTok audience on deck. Hopefully the uh, stream will continue and there's no interruption. Sometimes they drop off, but I am going to uh, look forward to reading some of your com uh, comments on the topic we're discussing. And I'm gonna read something. I'm gonna read a little passage first, and then I want you to try to think of what is the topic of the discussion today based on what I'm saying. And uh, I'm just going to give a, a little uh, walkthrough describing a certain type of person's day. And by that description, TikTok audience, maybe you want to chime in and tell me what type of person this is. All right, let's begin. Feeling utterly exhausted, you drag yourself out of bed but even the simplest task feels insurmountable. The loss of interest and pleasure in activities once you once enjoyed weighs heavily on your shoulders. The things that, you use, that used to bring you joy now seem distant and unappealing. As you stumble through your morning routine, changes in appetite or eating patterns became apparent. Maybe you found no appetite for breakfast, or perhaps you turned to food as a source of comfort, seeking solace in its temporary distractions. Your relationship with food became entangled in this web of emotions. Fatigue clung to you like a heavy cloak, making every step feel like a Herculean effort. Insomnia haunted your nights, causing restlessness and ensuring that sleep remained elusive. The lack of rest exacerbated your exhaustion, making each day feel like an uphill battle. Throughout the day, the persistent feelings of worthlessness and guilt nagged at you relentlessly. Every mistake, no matter how small, felt like a confirmation of your inadequacy. It became increasingly difficult to concentrate, to make decisions, or remember even the simplest things. Your mind felt foggy, clouded by the weight of depression's guilt. Have you noticed your slow movements as if the weight of the world was slowing you down? The once vibrant and animated person you were seems to have retreated into a shell. Irritability replaced your usual warmth and even the smallest triggers could set off a cascade of emotions. It pained your loved ones to, to witness your heightened sensitivity to the world around you. Throughout the day, your thoughts betrayed you. Reoccurrent thoughts of death or suicide 
intruded upon your consciousness, painting a bleak backdrop to every moment. It was as if darkness had taken hold of your mind, casting shadows over any glimmers of hope. Social withdrawal and isolation became your default mode. The energy required for social interactions felt like an impossible demand. They missed your presence in gatherings and outings you used to enjoy together. The void left by your absence was palpable. Physical symptoms accompanied your emotional anguish. Headaches, stomach aches, or chronic pain without a clear medical cause made their unwelcome appearance. Your body seemed to manifest the distress you carried within. Some of you are guessing. This grip impacted your productivity and performance at work or school. It was hard to find motivation and the once driven individual was now barely keeping up. The joy and passion you once poured into your pursuits were replaced by a hollowed out version of yourself. I'm almost done and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Personal hygiene and appearance fell by the wayside. Neglected, you found it challenging to summon the energy to care for yourself as this weight pressed upon you. The mirror reflected a tired reflection that seemed so far removed from who you once were. In the face of this pain, you searched for ways to cope. Some days you found solace in excessive use of alcohol, binge eating, smoking, pills or drugs, maybe, maybe even sleeping hoping to numb the emotions that threatened to overwhelm you. It was a temporary escape, a fleeting respite from the darkness. As the day drew to a close, the reoccurring pessimism feeling and feelings of hopelessness and the future lingered like a shadow. The belief that things would never get better settled deep within your heart, casting doubt upon any flicker of optimism. So with that, let's look at the comments and see what people have guessed. Some said anxiety. Someone said, I thought I saw somebody else comment. Someone said anxiety. Someone said, a person suffering from depression. Someone says, I think it's about both depression and anxiety. Well, today we are talking about depression. And what I walked through was basically what it feels like to be depressed. And I wanted to include some of the signs in that story, but today I'm gonna to talk about the signs explicitly. Okay, um, the different types of depression, because depression usually is a symptom of other disorders. 
then we're going to talk about comprehensive ways to deal with depression, both naturally and with medical assistance. And finally, I'll wrap up with resources we should all be familiar with so that we can help ourselves and help other people. Someone says, depression isn't a real thing. Sorry you feel that way, Michael. Um, someone says the Western society helps encourage depression. No, I think the Western society has a leg up over many other societies concerning depression. I feel that the Western society is starting to do a, a good job uh, of bringing awareness, um, reminding people of their resources like I am today. I think that so many other cultures are used to burying depression and validating it, saying that it isn't real, gaslighting people, and normalizing chronic trauma. And this is one of the reasons why we have so many differences in reactions. Like, the way we see other people react that are from other cultures that are a bit uh, in a stark contrast between Western society is because their view of self-help is, is, is very dismal. They think it's a joke. They don't think it's real. They think it's stupid, etc. They uh, dismiss it. It's very dismissive. And because of that, their view and the way they react to people, how they treat people and all of these things is very archaic. And so in comparison, we look at the way that they react to things and how they deal with their children and all these different things as, you know, you know, archaic, as I was saying before, weird, um, not progressive. Um, and so, we have that tendency to look at them that way because I believe we have evolved. We have evolved into a better understanding of the brain. And I think that they don't, some other cultures don't focus on that. And so it's not a focus of theirs. They're focused on other things. And I think because of that, they are more behind than we are. And I think that is true. I think that in different societies, there's a different focus and emphasis Right, and I think that in other societies where there's a lack of focus on mental health, you definitely can tell. Someone said environment has a lot of influence. Environment has a lot of influence. That is correct, but there's also neurological predisposition as well. Uh, so let's talk about the signs. So I'll just go through the list of signs so that you'll know um, pay attention because maybe somebody around you is exhibiting these signs. Maybe you're exhibiting them and you don't didn't think it was depression. So let's go. Persistent sadness or low mood, loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed, changes in appetite or weight, like significant weight loss or weight gain, um, insomnia or excessive sleeping, fatigue or loss of energy, feelings of worthlessness or excessive guilt. Um, like just generally feeling like, even if the guilt is feeling like you failed yourself or failed people or let them down. 
Um, difficulty concentrating in making decisions or remembering things. There is a specific reason why that happens during depression, um, that medication can help. Restlessness or slowed movements, inability or increase, irritability and or increased sensitivity, reoccurring thoughts of death or suicide, social withdrawal or isolation, physical symptoms such as headaches, stomach aches, or chronic pain without a clear medical cause. And I say without a clear medical cause, not to say that there that is not real. The pain is real, but the pain is being manufactured and uh, internally, whereas most pain is, is many signs of pain are, are inflicted externally. So the pain is real, let's make that clear. But I'm saying that pain can come from the mind and cause pain in the physical body as well. Um, some people call that psychosomatic, but in any case, the pain they feel is real, okay? Uh, let's see what some of our people do. It seems like some people are chatting in TikTok. What about feelings of nauseous, nauseous, no, nauseousness, I guess? Um, feeling of nauseousness, let's, let's go on and see if that's one of them. Decreased productivity or performance in school uh, or work. Neglected personal hygiene or appearance. Um, changes in appetite or eating patterns, including overeating or loss of appetite. Excessive use of alcohol or drugs as a way to cope. Loss of interest in maintaining relationships or engaging in social activities. Difficulty in expressing emotions and feelings or feeling an emotionally numb and increased pessimism or feelings of hopelessness. And one way you can tell is that when people speak negatively all the time about themselves or their, their future, um, that's one way to know that they're depressed. Just wanna check. But no, I didn't see being nauseous as one of the symptoms. That might be something else. Okay, so here are some of the types of depressions. Now, I, I just want to say, take a moment and say this. The reason why I am coming from um, an intellectual angle on a topic of depression is because I think a lot of people are doing a great job at talking about it in, in an emotional sense, in a um, psychoanalytical sense. But today, I want to empower people with knowledge because sometimes that that stuff, though good and encouraging, is anecdotal and there is there are no actionable steps. Sometimes people need to know what is going on so they can know what questions to ask and what to do. And if you're not giving them information and you're just giving them your encouragement, that that's like, okay, I'm encouraged, now what? Okay, where do I go? Who do I talk to? What, you need to give people tools. So that's what I wanna to do today. So let's go on to types of depression disorders. So there's, uh, here's seven. One major depressive disorder is persistent feelings of sadness, loss of interest, and a lack of pleasure in daily activities. It may lead to difficulties in maintaining relationships, decreased productivity, and a withdrawal from social interactions. I wanna go through this list because I want you to write them down. Major depressive disorder, that's number one, there's gonna be seven. I want you to write them down so you can look them up later in more detail if, if I'm speaking to you. Number two, persistent depressive disorder or dys, dysthymia. Uh, is categorized by chronic low mood lasting for at least two years. 
uh, can result in general sense of dissatisfaction, reduce energy and challenges in finding joy or motivation in life. And the crazy thing is, is um, I have been teaching lately, um, high school uh, English, and I have seen kids exhibit this. Kids who actually would be passing my class with all A's get all F's because they're depressed. And the parents think that, oh, um, my kid is just being lazy and they're not trying, or they just don't care, or whatever, whatever. Some of these kids ha are dealing with severe depression and severe anxiety and their parents have no idea. And that's why their grades are really failing because intellectually they can handle it. They're exceeding, they're excelling, but you wouldn't be able to tell by their grades. Um, number three, bipolar disorder, alternating periods of depression and mania. Mania can be elevated mood or um, lower mood. It's, it's either extreme highs and extreme lows, uh, categorized with impulsivity and increased energy by drastic mood swings. Um, mood swings are not like on TV, okay guys? Sometimes mood swings can um, change throughout the day, but sometimes it could just progress throughout the week or throughout the month or throughout the year. Don't look for stereotypical TV Hollywood signs of depression where people are, or the bipolar disorder where people are happy one minute and mad one minute. It's not like that, okay? may impact relationships due to unpredictable mood changes, impulsive, impulsive behaviors, and challenges in managing daily responsibilities. Number four, seasonal affective disorder, otherwise known as SAD. Um, recurrent depressive episodes occurring in specific seasons, often winter due to reduced exposure to natural light. That is a big thing, guys, um, because vitamin D is important to our mood. Um, can disrupt daily uh, routines, affect mood, energy levels, and lead to suicidal withdrawal during specific times of the year. Number five, postpartum depression. Experienced by some women after giving birth, categorized by intense sadness, fatigue, and difficulty bonding with the baby. Can strain relationships and affect maternal infant bonding and make it challenging to carry out daily child care responsibilities. Number six, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It's categorized by severe mood changes, irritability, and depressive symptoms occurring during the premenstruation phase of the menstruation cycle may lead to strained relationships, difficulty in interpersonal interactions, and challenges in ma maintaining regular routines. Finally, number seven, adjustment disorder with depressed mood. Emotional distress triggered by a significant life event or change, leading to feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and difficulty coping can disrupt daily functioning, strain relationships, uh, and create a sense of instability in affected, the affected person's life. Let me look and see if there's anything on the chat. Any questions or anything before I move on to the next thing? Any comments on this? All right, all right, all right. Okay, now we're gonna move to uh, some ways we can overcome depression 
both naturally and with assistance from professionals. But it's basically depression is categorized by um, mood shifts. Basically your mood, no matter what you're doing, ultimately shifts to sadness, even unprovoked externally. You just shift into sadness. You continually ruminate on negative thoughts, okay? Dominating your mind. You worry disproportionately about things you shouldn't worry about. You don't know how to pick your battles. You're obsessing over things. And overall, you feel trapped. That's how you feel when you're depressed. You feel trapped, okay? So hopefully some of the things I say today will help people to um, overcome that feeling of trapped. Because when you know what the resources are, you can begin making steps to help yourself. And I, I just wanna in, um, emphasize helping yourself because always know this, your depression is your responsibility. It is your responsibility. Uh, I think that people today should be more empathetic. They should be, um, they should be more observant and I think Thing. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because we live in a time where people are so busy and consumed with their own issues, we overlook each other. And this is why you cannot depend on other people seeing you. You need to see yourself and do what you need to do for yourself. And if the doctor isn't doing everything you think he should do to help you, find another doctor, find a different therapist. Um, find somebody else, but never ever give up on yourself. Whatever happened to you in your past, your childhood, no matter what you inherited from your parents or your family, this is your life and everybody has their own cross to bear. Someone else is dealing with the cross as well. And your cross may be depression and it's your responsibility to carry it. Now, are you going to address it and head on and continue until you see results or are you going to give up? Okay, anything before I start? Okay, all right, let's start. So one of the things you can do when it comes to depression is establish a routine. A routine makes you feel like you're in control when you are not. None of us are in control, guys. We are not controlling this existence. But a routine gives you a sense of peace in a world of chaos. And you should pursue that because that is under your control. You can choose to create peace in your life and make room for that for yourself. So create a daily routine um, whether it's regulating your sleeping habits, meals, exercise, activities, providing your life some structure. And if you have a child that's depressed, providing that child some predictable structure, making that child's life more predictable helps to soothe the mind. Here's another one. Fitness is the most underrated depression treatment. You need to be exercising regularly. And I would say 
doing some type of exercise outside. Remember vitamin D, vitamin D is extremely important. If you're not getting sun regularly, you need to be taking vitamin D and taking something with it, maybe vitamin C, that will help to absorb it in better into your bloodstream. Some of you have some issues with um, absorption of nutrients. So there are other vitamins that help absorb other item, uh, vitamins and transport, transmit them better through the bloodstream. And so um, you may wonder, well, why isn't this vitamin working? Or why isn't it th this medicine work? Malabsorption. It's not that it doesn't work, it's that your body is kind of working against it. So fitness, engage in fit, physical activity. It improves your mood. There's, there is an abundance of reasons why you need to be exercising regularly. And ladies, 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 I'm gonna tell you, just walking around a neighborhood isn't enough. I'm sorry, I know you feel like that's, that's you're doing something and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be real with you, it's not enough. You need to be doing more especially if you are overweight and you are suffering symptoms. And even if you're not, um, I'm talking about symptoms of being overweight. And even if you're not, you're about to, if you keep on doing what you're doing, you've got to do more than just walking. You can start by walking. You got to do more than that. Here's another, a mind without rest is without peace. So you need to be getting sufficient sleep. Every study that comes out talks about the, the essential reasons why we have to sleep better. We need to go to sleep better. I, my daughter even put a winding down thing on my phone to make me go to sleep. And I'm starting to acclimate to it. Um, make yourself go to sleep. There's lots of resources online that teach you how to create a sleep routine for yourself. Your brain needs that, okay? Your brain can only run on what you are feeding it. How, do you think about that? Your brain is functioning on a hamburger, okay? You need macro and micronutrients to function. You need carbs. Carbs are important to brain function. So I'm not the person that says uh, cut out carbs. I am saying that the quality of your diet is not always about cal calories, it's about nutrients too micronutrients. So uh, your brain is functioning on that. If you want to have a higher functioning brain, you need to eat higher quality foods. Um, so practice stress management. If you, if, um, if you don't know how to manage stress properly um, and you don't have a healthy outlet for the stress you're dealing with in life, you your vices are gonna win. So whatever that bad habit is that you have, whether it's smoking, drinking, promiscuity, um, um, anger, um, impulsivity, overspending, binging, um, many other things, that is going to win when you don't know how to cope correctly. And if you have a child, that is exhibiting signs of depression, even if they're not. You need to be teaching your child how to cope correctly. But you cannot teach your child something you don't know yourself and you're not doing. Don't teach it, live it. The child is going to do what you do more than 
he or she does what you say. So live what you want your child to do, okay? Um, resist the urge to completely disconnect. You need to seek some type of social um, support. I think a lot of people unplug when they need to be plugging in. Some people say, oh, well, I'm going through a lot of stuff. I'm going to be off of Facebook for a while. No, join the Facebook group that is a support group for depression. You don't need to leave. You need to find your tribe. So find your tribe. A lot of us feel lonely because we don't have a tribe. Okay? We don't know enough people who think like us, so you need to connect. Turn your healthy interests into self-care. I love doing that. If you like art, why not do mindful coloring, mindful painting? Turn your hobby into self-care. That way, it's not a chore for you to do. It's something you like to do, and you are reinforced to continue doing it. Okay? Um, alcohol and drugs create a perpetual depression cycle. So you need to limit your alcohol and substance abuse. Um, I got rid of alcohol altogether in my life because I care about my brain. Uh, so you, the cycle of alcoholism and drug use and all that, it just goes round and round. You feel bad, so you drink and drink and makes you feel bad. You feel bad, and so you drink and drink and makes you feel bad. You just keep going on and on and on. Okay, it's a perpetual cycle. So if you are turning to substances to help yourself, and I'm talking about non-controlled substances, okay? Um, if you're turning to uh, substances to self-soothe, I'm not going to demonize you for that. I'm just telling you that you are just recreating and scheduling the same feelings that provoked you to do it again. All you're doing is scheduling that same feeling again because it's just gonna lead you to more feelings of worthlessness, guilt, shame, depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Vitamin D can, in a change of scenery is essential to elevating your mood, okay? So spend time outdoors. Even if, if you're not an outdoorsy person, become one. You can become anything become one. You didn't You didn't get to where you are right now um, just overnight. You became it. You can become an outdoorsy person. Get out, start doing some type of hobby outside. Just make sure you're getting outside. And, and sometimes it's not just about being in the, the forest and the trees. It's just about getting in a, a different space. It gives you a different feel. That's why people like to go on vacations. They feel refreshed, recharged. You can. You don't have to go on a week-long vacation into uh, to an island to get that same benefit. Just go spend the day downtown. Find a spot that you like and enjoy the day by yourself. So um, I think people give up too easy, easily. Let's see. Uh, your peace is something you have to consistently pursue, guys. So you have to practice self-care. It's not just something you do when you dep you're depressed. That's not what self-care is about. Self-care is a lifestyle of caring for your whole self. And so if you're not juggling all of those elements, you're letting one go to the wayside. So if you're not taking care of your, if you're taking care of yourself, um, 
with stress management, but you're still binge eating, then you're not juggling properly. You need to keep it moving, keep it going. Because when you start dropping the ball, you drop one ball, all the balls are gonna fall. Someone says, these tips will balance my stress, stressful work environment. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, stressful work environments. You know what I found? I've had a lot of different careers and career changes because I have a why not mentality. So I like doing whatever I feel that I'm gifted to do and if God leads me um, and opens the door, I just go for it and I try to make an impact wherever I am. But I've found that no matter what type of job I'm doing, there's always stress there. There is no stress-free job. There is no stress-free future. There is no future where problems don't exist. So what has to change? The way that you react to stress. The difference in people is how they react to problems. You have to become the problem solver. I, I say this when I, ad, when I give advice to professional women who are always ready to job hop, job hop. Oh, this person is treating me bad. My manager doesn't like me, blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying to invalidate. The feelings are valid. I'm not gonna gaslight you. They, maybe your manager doesn't like you. Your supervisor doesn't like you. Maybe um, the manager is racist. However, are you going to lose your bag because you don't know how to deal with a problem person? I wouldn't do it. I would rather them have to learn how to adapt to me than me um, leaving all of these things I prayed for on the table. You prayed and asked God for this job and you're gonna run off because he don't like you. I wouldn't do it. There's ways of dealing with problem people. So practice self-care. You cannot address what you don't understand. This is why you need psychotherapy. Psychotherapy is, I'm not saying that psychotherapy has to be um, perpetual, like forever, okay? I'm not saying that you need to be on a therapist's couch every week for the rest of your life. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, how are you going to address your issues properly if you haven't had the correct um, diagnosis or been analyzed to know what's really going on? Because if you, you don't know the core of the issue, all you're doing is uh, treating, all you're doing is treating symptoms and not the core. So what does that mean? It never changes. And then some people wonder why they're always depressed and nothing changes. It's because you never really got to the core of the issue. So psychoanalysis is important. Talk therapy is gonna help you explore your emotions find out what's really the cause. It's gonna improve your self-esteem, give you healthier thinking um, patterns. It's gonna help you with problem-solving techniques. But moving on, sometimes talking is not enough, guys. Sometimes talking is not enough. Okay, let me give you an instance when talking is not enough. If you have bipolar disorder, that means that the chemicals are so imbalanced in your brain that 
you can't even silence your thoughts long enough to get through the full hour of the talk therapy. If you have schizophrenia, which is a psychotic disorder, you can't even quiet your mind long enough to make it through and listen to what the doctor is trying to say. Talk therapy is not going to work for you if you can't concentrate and silence the mind from overreacting. So when people have an overreactive brain, let's just, you know, I'm trying to make it a very complex thing simplified. When we have an overactive brain, you need medicine to first normalize, balance off those chemicals, and that's when you can actually hear what the doctor is saying and implement it and integrate it into your life. You see, some people, they want the talk therapy, that's fine, but they don't want the medicine. And I get it, because the medicines come with side effects. You have to weigh the pros and the cons. You may say, well, I don't feel like myself. Well, it makes me tired all the time. You can, you can magnify that and ignore the fact that you've broken off every relationship that mattered to you. You lost your job. Uh, your kids don't want to talk to you. But because you don't like feeling fatigued, you don't want to take the medicine. And of course you don't feel like yourself because you never know what it feels like to be calm. So no, you won't feel like yourself. You have to adjust and adapt to a normalized, atypical mind. If your brain has always been screaming at you your whole life and you take medicine, of course you're gonna feel different. That's not bad, you see. So I think people need to reframe the way they look at medication. You need someone who can help you to practically deal with the issue. There are so many different types of therapy. I highly recommend cognitive behavioral therapy. Whether you need medication or not, do the cognitive behavioral therapy. Here's the difference. Cognitive behavioral therapy will put you in the position to actually practically use your real life circumstantial resources and work through it. That's what the therapist helps you to do. Work out a plan. Because um, you can go to the psychoanalyst and they can tell you everything was wrong. What's the plan now? Okay, now what, now what, now we get it, now what? What are we gonna do? That's where the cognitive behavioral therapy comes in because they're gonna make it make sense in your world. You may go to a counselor and say, well, that's all fine and well, but you don't know my life. You don't know my situation. I don't have to, if, if, if I'm on cognitive behavioral therapy, I'm gonna hear, therapist, I'm gonna hear everything that's going on in your life. And I'm gonna say, okay, here's an opportunity, here's an opportunity, here's an opportunity, here's a step, here's a task, here's a question you need to get answered. It's problem solving thinking. And I think that a lot of people are depressed because they don't, do not use their brain to work through their situation. The same brain that is causing you depression can help you to get out. People do it every day. It's figureoutable. There is safety in wise counsel and accountability groups. So join a support group. If there's not one, create one. 
If you can't find your tribe, start one. They'll come to you. There are people going through what you're going through. You're not the first, you're not the last. You just think that you are. And when you get around other people, you hear what they're going through and they give you different perspective and it kind of makes you uh, just sit back and feel like, well, maybe my situation is a little bit more workable because I'm not in this guy's situation and I wouldn't know what to do to get out of his situation, but my situation, it has a pathway. I just need to take action. Somebody said, this is why community is important. And that's right, community. Okay. Um, your lifestyle may be nurturing negative feelings. So you need to change your lifestyle. I said on Facebook yesterday, I said, if, if you're tired of ghetto people and ghetto experiences, you need to get out of the ghetto. What is your ghetto? Is it your job? Is it your marriage? Is it where you live? Is it your family? Is it the friendship group you have? What is your ghetto? What is the negative, negative group in your life that keeps um, nurturing and fostering negative experiences in your life? You need to move out of the ghetto. Okay, stop complaining about it. Oh, I hate living with my grandma because my grandma always be talking negative to me and she's always putting me down. You need to get out of grandma's house. Make a plan. Someone says, our circumstances really are not as unique as our ego wants us to believe. My family is ghetto. <laughs> I think we all have a north side and a south side in our family. <laughs> okay, finally, how we work through depressions. And I'm going to give some resources, so don't, don't run away. Mindfulness means taking a pause to reflect and reset. So use mindful-based therapy. And when I say mindful, um, some people may be averse to that for, for some reason, that's, that uh, phraseology, mindful, that term, mindful. I don't want to get into that new age stuff. No, mindful just means I'm pausing, I'm thinking. I'm pausing, I'm reflecting. I'm being introspective. That's what mindful means. Okay, can you do that? without freaking out? Can you do that regularly? Can you put that in, work that into your schedule? Some of you are depressed and you're having crazy dreams that you don't understand. The crazy dreams are about issues that you refuse to address head on. It's things that you are burying. And every time I was showing, I was showing, showing somebody this on the street. to use visuals sometime. Okay, let's say that this is your, your dream box in your mind. Okay, so you have a coworker at work getting on your nerve, bury it. Your relationship is failing, you think he's cheating, bury it. Your friends are starting to hate on you, you wonder if they ever really liked you, bury it. Um, your financial situation is acting up, but you're not dealing with it, bury it. And, um, 
You're starting to gain weight and you don't know the first thing to do, bury it. Uh, your children are not acting right in school, they're starting to fail, bury it. And now here's your crazy dream that has all kinds of crazy characters and crazy things going on. And you wonder, why am I thinking about all this crazy stuff? Because all of these emotions are sitting on a back burner because your brain is a great assistant. Your brain pursues whatever you magnify and whatever you ignore, it says, okay, she doesn't want to deal with that right now. I'll bring it up later when things quiet down. You know when things quiet down? In the middle of the night. And now your brain says, okay, so I know you are dealing with this and this and this and this. So uh, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. And now you wake up and you're like, what's going on? What's that about? It's about all the things going on in your life. So let's talk about resources. Okay, some resources that we all should know. We have heard of NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. You can go to NAMI.org. They have different um, organizational groups. They have support groups. They have more education. Um, so if you go to their website, you can find out where's a group near you. So there's your support group resource. There is SAM, it's, I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce it, it's S-A-M-H-S-A, -S Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. It is S-A-M-H-S-A.gov, and they have a helpline that is 1-800-662-HELP, 1-800-662-HELP, and it's a 24-7 um, helpline. Someone says, what is your opinion on antidepressants? This is if you have no have government insurance, baby, I don't have. <laughs> um, there's some free resources. If you don't have it, you gotta look for it for free. You know what I would do? I would go to OpenAI. I would go to chat.openai.com and say, list free health care or free mental health care services in this area and give your zip code. But um, what do I feel about antidepressants? Antidepressants, when properly used, are good because the, there are certain things that are in the antidepressants, though it has, some have side effects, you have to weigh the cost and sometimes the side effects are too much for some people. However, the purpose of it is, is to figure out what's the correct balance for you, how many milligrams, or if you need to use two different ones or whatever. But there's things in it to help overcome these issues. One great thing that antidepressants have, by the way, um, are brain brain cell regenerating elements in them. So what that means is um, when you are becoming forgetful, that's because you have dying brain cells in, in your brain. The, the antidepressants re, regenerates new healthy brain cells. So now your memory starts coming back. So now you start to remember things again. And so, and then all the other benefits, but I, I think that benefit is great. So it says, I didn't, when I didn't have insurance, I had therapy for three years covered. Someone says, are there holistic natural herbs that help with depression? 
I am sure that they are. Again, go to chat.openai.com and ask that same question. I know about vitamins, but I don't look into the herbs so much, but vitamins for sure. Okay, another resource, Mental Health America, MHA, is a community-based nonprofit organization that focuses on addressing mental health concerns. And you can go to mhanational.org. Okay, they have um, more resources. And finally, the Postpartum Support International Group is an organization dedicated to supporting women and families, families experiencing perinatal uh, mood and anxiety disorders including postpartum depression, go to postpartum.net. Here are some books that you may want to look into. The Noonday Demon, An Atlas of Depression by Andrew Solomon. Lost Connections, Uncovering the Real Cause of Depression and the Unexpected Solutions by uh, Johan Harry. Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by David D. Burns. Reasons to Stay Alive by Matt Hayek and The Upward Spiral, Using Neuroscience to Reverse the Curse of Depression, One Small Change at a Time by Alex Korb. Um, there is another book I want to recommend. Oh gosh, let me hurry up and look this up. And then I'm gonna give you some YouTube channels. This is a good time to um, take TikTok comments and you guys uh, make comments. If you have a resource or a book, then uh, say that in the comments and I'll read it out loud. Let's see. Yes, I forget the name of this book. Let me look in my library. This book, um, I don't know if it, it would ever come up I don't know if it would ever come up um, on, like if you looked up books on depression, I don't think it would ever come up. But in any case, it still is a very good book on depression. I am not understanding why this thing is not showing me. Just trying to go to my listening history. Okay, now I got it. Just the internet is being slow. Let's go. And I mean, this is one of the best books I've ever read. And that's saying a lot because I read a ton of books. Only way I can check it is on my phone. Hold on. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just going to have to put that in the comments or in a description later. Okay. All right. And finally, it's sad that I can't remember the name of it. It's such a good book. 
It is about a, a man who went through the Holocaust and he's given his firsthand account. And when you hear his story and the way that his philosophy changed in life is so powerful, it will make you rethink your whole um, view of pain and suffering and sorrow and depression your whole life. Um, someone says, let's see what someone says. The book, Radical Forgiveness Was Life Changing for Me, touches on all things related to this. Healing the adult children or of narcissists was a game changer also. Those are two good um, recommendations. The book, the, this is a recommendation. The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, that sounds like a good one. Okay, awesome. Okay, so here are some YouTube channels. Um, TED Talks, if you go look up TED Talks on YouTube, you can type in depression, they'll have good ones on there. The School of Life, um, you could just type in these names and then type depressions and the videos will come up. Katie Morton, Morton is K-A-T-I-M-O-R-T-O-N, Katie Morton. She is a licensed therapist and she talks about depression. Psych number two, go, psych to go, P-S-Y-C-H-2, the number, go. Um, Dr. Tracy Marks, um, that is a psychiatrist and therapist aid, and that provides a lot of um, resources. Okay, so in closing, I, I want people listening to consider a trusted friend or family member. Um, that they believe is wise and that loves them and wants the best for them and help and talk to them about some of the things you're thinking about and, and come, come to them with the already with your mind made up that you want help, right? Um, and that person may decide to aid you and support you in doing more for your mental health, okay? They may at the very least just be a listening ear. But you should talk to a medical professional, um, whether they're a therapist, counselor, um, understand the limitations of all. I always say this, every therapist or counselor is different. They have different disciplines and they have different knowledgeability. So if one doesn't work, don't say, oh, counseling doesn't work. No, go to a different counselor. Maybe the one that you dealt with, they're limited. Um, because they had one focus in their counseling um, career. And, and so you need to just keep looking for a better fit. Um, but you deserve a life filled with joy, purpose, and fulfillment. So though the road ahead is going to be daunting sometimes, um, there is proper help, help out here and guidance to help you along the way. There, there is. Stop thinking that there's not, there is, okay? Your depression does not define you, define you, of course, okay? But with time, eventually that trapped feeling will disappear. I'm not saying that it will never, ever come back. I'm just saying that um, as you learn how to cope better, and you get in the habit of that, that's what I'm promoting. Um, depression becomes, becomes a passing thing. 
as it should. I'm not saying you won't ever feel it. It just becomes a passing thing. Okay, so with that being said, you can change if you really want to. Thanks for hanging out today, guys. Thanks for all your comments, recommendations, and questions. Really appreciate that. Um, all of this is going to be available later on today on YouTube. I am on all streaming flat platforms, so wherever you listen to, um, you know, audiobooks or wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm on it. You just type in L-A-B-E-A-U-D. I'm the only one. And um, you'll find lots of videos like this. You can also go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com and all my episodes are listed on there. I'm so glad I got to talk about depression today. And I hope that once this video becomes available, this uh, podcast, that you share it with somebody else. Um, whether or not they're talking to you about their depression, they, I would say they may not listen to you, but they may listen to me. So send them the video anyway. Who knows? They might find something they identify with. Bye, guys. See you next time. You've been listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons. Let's keep the discussion going. Join us on TikTok and follow. Remember to go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com for more episodes.